lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. This is Jenna speaking to you from the holy city of Jerusalem, where it is officially winter. So my parents were telling me recently about astrologers who were predicting who the next American president is going to be. And if you're like me, you really would like to know who the next American president is going to be because it's very hard to sit in the uncertainty. So while that sounds really alluring, um, and we'd all love to know what the future holds, especially right now, the Torah tells us that we can't, that we cannot look to astrology, we can't look to the stars, and the question is why? So I want to explore that this week, and I want to explore the idea of mazel. So I think a lot of people, at least I did, think that mazel means luck. But it's actually very inaccurate, because luck implies randomness, whereas mazel is a very intentional flow of blessing from God to us. And the word mazel, it literally means a drip from above. More and more I see that when I have a friend who has a baby or gets engaged, people are posting mazel, mazel. (laughs) And I I laugh because you're basically just saying flow, flow, you know, whereas mazel tov recognizes a good flow, a blessing that has come down. And because mazel comes directly from Hashem to us, it's specifically not random. It's very intentional. And we've spoken in this podcast before about how the this world is a place where Hashem, God, has to hide himself. The word for world in Hebrew is olam, which means hidden. God hides so that we have free will, but it doesn't mean he's not here. On the contrary, Judaism firmly believes in a creator who has not only created the world, but is intimately involved in the life of every single person. So God created a world through which the laws of nature operate, and this includes the system of astrology. So if astrology is part of the natural order, it's part of the world that God created. Why are Jews not meant to partake in it? In last week's Parsha Lech Lecha, Abraham, who was known at the time as Abram, said to Hashem, How is it that you've promised me a son, but the stars predict that I will be childless? And the Torah tells us that Hashem took Abraham outside of his tent, which was understood mystically to mean that he took Abraham outside of the sphere of the natural, outside the realm of the stars. And Hashem said to him two things. He said, pay no heed to your astrological calculations. I'm going to change your name and your wife's names, and they will ch- that will change your destiny and your mazel. So Abram went to Abraham, became Abraham, and Sarai became Sarah, as we know them today. So this idea teaches us that by changing our name, we can actually change our mazel. And this is why some people choose to go by their Hebrew name, because once they switch names, like for instance, my name's Jenna, but my Hebrew name is Miriam. If I were to choose to go by Miriam, my mazel would change. So it's a very powerful idea. Um, And Hashem also told Abraham, moreover, if you are connected to me, you can transcend the celestial order. Rabbi Kiva Tetz tells us that Hashem was telling Abraham, you are not bound by those channels. They are natural. They define the inevitable. You, as a Jew, are transcendent, and you can define your own destiny. 
Basically, Hashem is telling us, you have a direct connection to me, the king of the world, so you don't need to look to the stars. And we know that if we use our free will to connect to Hashem, to learn Torah, to do mitzvot, to make good moral choices, we can actually change our mazal, which is very powerful. The Torah actually tells us that one who chooses to submit himself to the natural system, to the system of the stars, to astrology, makes himself bound by that system. In other words, if we check our horoscope or go to a psychic and we're, we're putting faith in that instead of you know, praying to Hashem, talking to him, telling him our needs, our reality actually may be fixed based on what we hear. And this is, I think, both scary and a shame. The Torah takes it a step further by saying if we look to the system of astrology instead of looking to God, we're essentially committing idol worship. Okay, so this, I thought when I first heard it, sounded very extreme. But what is idol worship really? It's the worship of intermediaries, the channels that bring energy into the world, instead of worshiping the ultimate source who controls the channels in the first place, Hashem. So idolatry occurs when people give honor to the sun, the moon, the water, which happens, you know, in ancient civilizations, not so much anymore, but it could happen in astrology when people give honor to the stars. So God created these natural channels to give us blessing, but they have no inherent power and they shouldn't be looked at as the ultimate authority of our destiny. And it's actually very dangerous to do so. An analogy really illustrates how self-defeating idolatrous behavior is. I love this analogy. It's always stuck with me. Imagine you go to a department store and you need to return something, but the clerk behind the counter refuses to refund the item. Wouldn't it make more sense to speak to the manager who could actually maybe do something about the situation as opposed to bargaining with the clerk who cannot? So by focusing on astrology, the intermediary channels were actually limiting our ability to change our mazel. If we prayed to Hashem, our father who loves us and wants to do every good for us, we would be so much better off. So if we have access to the king, Hashem, just by speaking to him in our own words, why are so many of us content to deal with his servants or the stars? Simply the answer is selfishness. And I learned this from Rabbi Kiva Tatz, but and when I first learned it, I felt that that was very harsh. But if you think about it, if we seek blessing from God himself, this requires work on our part, right? We have to develop our relationship with him. We need to work on cleaving to him, serving him, becoming vessels that merit his blessing. However, people focused on astrology or the natural order don't feel a sense of obligation to the stars. They're usually just concerned with what the stars can do for them. And Rabbi Tatz explains that the focus with God is worship, with having a relationship. But the focus with idolatry is our personal desires and how the world can fulfill them. And I want to make a point that having a relationship with Hashem for the purpose of kind of getting what we want. You know, it doesn't necessarily work like that. God's not a vending machine. You know, it's not like I just pray to God and, and he gives it to me. My teacher, Robertson Sapora Heller Gottlieb, explains that in spiritual matters, we actually get whatever we ask for, which is amazing because I think most of us don't even think to ask for spiritual things, but we're meant to. And she says, in material matters, we get whatever is good for us. So, of course, every prayer is worthwhile and can change our mazel because it changes us. But we're not necessarily going to get every material thing we want. We get what is ultimately good for us. When I became pregnant with my daughter, Rachel, it was not a smooth journey, to say the least. In the very beginning, um, the doctor basically told me that they the heartbeat wasn't strong enough and it was most likely going to be a miscarriage. And on top of that, I was very sick 
and very nauseous and um, I barely could keep anything down and and just not knowing whether the pregnancy was going to be viable just made it really very hard to bear the sickness. And I remember calling my Rev in LA and I said to him, you know, what am I meant to do? The doctor told me that it's basically a lost cause. She's already speaking about a DNC, a procedure that one has to go through um, in a miscarriage at times. And I'm, I'm, I just don't know what to do. And he said, listen, doctors are well-meaning, but they only have so much knowledge. At the end of the day, it's Hashem who's totally in control of this, and you just have to pray. And I know that that sounds like very religious and like, oh, you have to have faith. But the reality is it's true. And the Torah even tells us that Hashem holds the key to childbearing, meaning like Hashem is so directly involved in certain things in the world. He doesn't send angels or messengers to take care of them. One of these things is childbearing. So I prayed a lot. I literally prayed every single day and I kept going in for visits. And each time she was like, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. And then all of a sudden I went in, it happened to be like, I wasn't meant to go in. It was right before Thanksgiving, I remember. And I just happened to go in. And just like that, it turned around. Everything was fine. The heartbeat was normal. Everything was normal. Everything was fine. I remember crying such tears of relief. And I was just so overwhelmed and feeling so blessed and so grateful. And I really, really think that the prayers had an effect, either my prayers or my rabbi's prayers. But the fact that I didn't take the doctor's words as definitive, and I understood that she's operating in the realm of the natural, but as a Jew, I have access to the king, the, per- the one who controls everything. I can transcend the natural and tap into the supernatural through my relationship with Hashem. So to sum up, mazel is a flow from above, and mazel tov recognizes a bracha, a blessing that has come down. And God created the system of astrology as part of the natural order of the world. But the Torah forbids astrology because as Jews, we are above the natural order as we have a direct line to Hashem himself. And in praying to God and doing mitzvot, we become different people and thus can change our mazel. I bless us that we should focus on building a relationship with God, the source of life, who wants us to talk to him and can do anything for us. And in this way, we can make our own destiny. Good Shabbos, and I look forward to learning again with you soon. Thanks for listening.